0: In other words, successful is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. In whatever he does, he will be successful. So, right out of the gate, the psalmist says successful believers. Stay on the right path. Verse 1 tells us that successful believers stay on the right path. You see, successful believers separate themselves when it comes to their walk of life. They don't believe like the wicked. That is, they don't listen to the counsel of the wicked. They don't listen to the inclinations and the invitations of the wicked. They have what's called a focused hearing They are in tune with a higher frequency, amen, right? They don't believe like the wicked. Furthermore, they don't behave like the wicked. You see, if anyone is in Christ according to the Bible, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, amen. That old man that used to live in sin, he's gone. He's a goner. The old man living in sin has been put away forever. Why? Because he don't behave like the wicked no more. Amen? He doesn't behave like the wicked. The successful believer doesn't behave or believe like the wicked. But furthermore, they don't belong with the wicked. That successful believer remembers what God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 when the Apostle Paul said, come out from among them and be separate unto the Lord. He's saying you don't belong in the midst of wickedness. You don't belong with those evil people. You need to come out from among those folks and be separate. Why? Because successful believers always feel out of place when they're surrounded by the devil's people. But I want you to notice the downward spiral that we see in verse 1. He said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly because it will cause you to stand in the path of sinners and ultimately you will sit in the presence of the scorned, that is those who are rejected by God. Successful believers are never fearful about where God might want to use them. He may want to use you in the devil's lair, but the successful believer knows that you don't belong hanging out there. Amen? Successful believers realize that there is a vast difference, a vast difference between who God has saved them to be and the world that you were saved out of. And therefore, the successful believer lives accordingly. Such is the path of the successful believer. But furthermore, successful believers also have what I have called a repetitive pleasure. In verse 2, the psalmist says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. What he's saying there is, is that the successful believer, he's in love with the Word of God. The successful believer is genuinely and absolutely and completely in love with the Word of God. In other words, the Word has captured their full affection. That word delight there in verse 2, it literally means pleasure. 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 You see, the Word of God isn't a book of fables. It's not a book of myths. It's not a book of old legends. No, to the child of God, to the successful believer, the Word of God is the very Word of truth in which he or she can live by. It is God-breathed. It is absolutely accurate. It is completely without error. It is absolutely perfect. Therefore, the successful believer loves it, and he and she live it. Amen? And so we need to have, allow the Word of God to have our full affection. Here in the pages of God's Word, we find all that we need to grow and to prosper and to be successful for Jesus. Now, I'd like to take a few minutes this morning to just share with you a little bit of the value of God's word in your life first of all the word of God is food job perhaps the most successful believer job said treasured are the words of God in my mouth more than my necessary food he'd rather have that than what I do all the time amen Jesus himself said that to that old tempting devil he said Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's food. But what kind of food, Bill? Well, the Bible says of itself, it says that the word of God is milk for the baby. Peter said, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. God's word gives baby Christians and everybody else for that matter everything that they need to grow and to be strong and to be healthy as successful believers. However, we must remember that for the babe in Christ to digest the word, it must be prepared right by its teachers, and it must also be served right by its ministers. It's very important. But God's word is not only milk for the baby... It's also meat for the growing. For everyone who partakes only of milk, the Bible says, is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's still a babe, but solid food. Meat belongs to those who are fully mature. The word provides all that we need to be strong, to be successful as believers unto the Lord. But that's not all. Not only is it milk, not only is it meat, but it is also bread for every living human being on the face of this planet. Why? Because Jesus himself is the word of life, and he said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven, and anyone who partakes of this bread shall live forever. You see, bread is the staple food of the world. Everybody's eating bread. You got Cuban bread. You got Italian bread. You got French bread. You got loaf bread, amen. We all got to have a, some bread. And no matter where in the world you may go, in the course of your life, you will find people in need of the bread of life. His name is Jesus. You need this bread. And can I just tell you this morning that there is nothing in this world That has the power to encourage like the word of God. But not only is God's word food, but God's word is also light. How many of you know that we're living in a pretty perverse and corrupt generation? Amen. Y'all, it's pretty dark out there, spiritually speaking. And because it's so doggone dark, we need God's direction to steer through the darkness. The Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let us cling to that verse and follow the lamp and follow the light because God's word is light. But God's word is also the truth. Jesus, as he was preparing to go to the cross, he made a pit stop in a garden and he knelt on a rock in the garden of Gethsemane and he began to pray. He began to pray, first of all, for himself. You see, he didn't want to go suffer on the cross. He knew it was going to hurt. He knew that there was going to be suffering. He didn't want to go, so he prayed to the Father that he might have, have passed that cup of suffering from him. But then Jesus continued to pray. And he prayed for his 12 disciples and, and all those other disciples and followers that were following the Lord. He prayed for them, but then he continued to pray, and you know who else he prayed for? He prayed for you. He prayed for me, and in so doing, here's what Jesus said to the Father. He said, Sanctify them. Sanctify those Bethel folks. Sanctify their pastor. What does that mean? That means set them apart. Set them apart from my work. How do you do that? He said, Sanctify them by your truth, Father. Your word is truth. So how are you going to be set apart for the work God's called you to do? Here it is. The word of God because it is truth. But we also know that the word of God is a mirror. The half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, James, wrote that if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who observes his image in a mirror for he observes himself and he goes away and he forgot what he saw. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one's going to be blessed. This one's going to be blessed. He's going to be successful in all that he does because he's Reading the word of God and he's continuing in the word of God. He's not just hearing the word of God. He's doing the word of God. Amen? Amen. See, his, his word, his word will tell you volumes about yourself. God's word will tell you abundant truths about yourself if you can bear to hear it. If you can bear to hear it. So if you're going to be a successful believer, the word of God will require your full affection. Do you hunger to know more about the one and only true God who made you? Friend, do you love God's word like you should? God's word captures the full affection of successful believers. But the word will also capture your full attention. Not only does the successful believer love the book. Not only does he love the word. But he also strives to live out the book. She receives it. She accepts it as the standard for her life. She accepts this book as the standard for her life faith the psalmist declared to the successful believer that he spends his days and his nights meditating on the word of god now you need to know what meditating means in this context because meditate means that you ponder while you talk to yourself now i've heard some of y'all talking to yourself amen i talk to myself my wife talks to herself amen and we answer ourselves And so that may sound a little bit crazy. Man, he's just over there muttering, talking to himself. Amen. But God calls us to be crazy, all right, to be crazy about his word, to meditate on his word. Can I tell you, friend, that if you're not infusing your life with these life-giving truths of God's word, you are shortchanging yourself. You are shortchanging the word of God in your life, and you're shortchanging other people who know you and walk in your circles. For the Bible is never better, friend, than when it's not only read, but when it's also lived out. So the successful believer stays on the right path, and he or she enjoys the repetitive pleasure of loving and living the Word of God. But the psalmist also tells us that successful believers enjoy real prosperity, real prosperity. These verses state that when we're living the separated life and when we're feeding our souls on God's word, you can expect some things to happen in your life. What can you expect? Well, you can expect that you are going to be prominent. The successful believer is prominent. The Bible says he shall be like a tree, a tree. The life of the successful believer is Heads and heels above. It's far above those around him. It's very obvious when a person is drawing his strength from God rather than from himself. Amen? He's prominent. But the successful believer is also permanent. You see that tree? It will be planted. Literally speaking, it's transplanted. Now, You can't expect a tree to transplant itself. It don't happen. And it's the same way with a believer. We don't just up and transplant ourselves into the kingdom of God. No, it's a requirement and entirely the work of God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But here's the good news. It's permanent. When you're transplanted into the kingdom of heaven, it's permanent. It's over with. It's a done deal. But the successful believer also has... Position. Where is his position? The Bible says, by the river. If you're Barrett Hill, you would say, by the river. Amen. <laughs> by the river. The successful believer wants to remain close to those life-giving resources that he and she need to survive. If you want to stay on the right path and be a successful believer, if you want to stay in his word and be a successful believer, friend, you got to stay by the river. Amen? you got to stay there because then and only then can your life be vibrant, influential, and fruitful. Sadly, many believers find themselves with no success. Many believers never understand their position in Christ. Many believers don't get that they're a daughter of the Most High God. Many believers don't get it that they're the Son of God on earth. And as a result, they live a life that's kind of spiritually wilted, that's weak, dead-looking, and fruitful, fruitless. But successful believers are prominent, permanent. They have position, but the successful believer is also very productive. The Bible says that tree planted by the wiva, amen, brings forth fruit. The successful believer is a blessing to everybody around him. Everybody around him is blessed. Why? Because the evidence of God is with them. The fruit of the Spirit is being manifest through the life of those Christians They're seeing the love of God. They're seeing the joy of Jesus. They're seeing seeing the peace of God. They're seeing the long-suffering of God himself. They're seeing the kindness of God and the goodness of God and the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. They're seeing the gentleness of the Lord and the self-control of the almighty creator of the world. All that is being manifest through the life of the successful believer. Now, I got to tell you this. Many of you will never know how many people are feeding off of your life. You'll never know how many people are watching you, drawing strength or weakness from you. Because there's always people watching you. But the successful believer is productive. Furthermore, the successful believer is very predictable. You see this tree that's planted by the wither, amen? Uh, it's, it's, It's bringing forth fruit, but this tree is not a freak. This tree, it produces fruit, but it only does so in its season. In its season. So that teaches us that we got to be patient with what God is doing through our life. Just as there are seasons of fruit, fruit bearing for a tree. I mean, trees don't bear fruit year-round, do they? No, the same thing is true for the successful believer. There's got to be times of rest, there's got to be times of growth. And then there will be a season of fruit-bearing. And as believers, we're not to worry about the fruit, no way. Amen. We're not to worry about the fruit. That's the Father's business. We're just to do what we're told to do. And when everything is as it should be, the fruit's going to come in its season. But furthermore, the successful believer perseveres. You see, that tree planted by the Wibba is producing fruit in its season. But its leaf also shall not wither. I liken the successful believer to an evergreen tree. Spend any time out in the woods during the winter, you'll see all the hard woods and the leafy trees. Man, they're just about dead looking. And then you come across an evergreen tree. And that joker is bright green, it's unaffected by the winter weather. They're always the same whether it's summer or winter. They're just continuing to grow and get stronger. The successful believer is like that evergreen. That successful believer perseveres through the thick and thin. It is consistent in his life for Christ. Yeah, the curveballs come. Amen? But the successful believer doesn't allow the curveballs to knock him off course. Instead, if they stay on the right path, and they continue this repetitive pleasure of God's Word, the Bible says that we can persevere and become the stable, faithful, and dependable people of God we're called to be. Finally, the successful believer is prosperous. He's successful. Whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall will prosper y'all get that no ifs ands or buts about it he shall prosper in other words god's going to bless the successful believer he's going to bless the successful believers personal life his family life his marital life his business life his church life he's going to bless his spiritual life he's going to bless his financial life everything's going to be blessed by the lord when they stay on the right path and continue this repetitive pleasure, loving and living the word of God. Now, that ain't to say there won't be some stormy seas. I'm here to tell you there will be plenty of them. But the successful believer will be able to sail those stormy seas with Jesus, amen, knowing that with Jesus those seas are going to be made calm one day. So let me ask you this, friends. Do you resemble this portrait of a successful believer? If you're honest with yourself, are you staying on the right path? Do you have this repetitive pleasure of loving and living the Word of God? Are you enjoying prosperity in your life, spiritually speaking? Do you resemble this portrait? If so, the first verse of the first psalm in the Bible calls you blessed. Blessed. That means, oh, how very happy you're going to be. You're going to be blessed. Now, I hope that you do see yourself in this picture. I hope you do see yourself among the happy ones. Living out his, his or her faith. I pray that you are encouraged by your walk with Jesus today. However, if you saw yourself lacking, say, well, I remember being on the right path, but now I'm on the, in the ditch off the right path. If you can say, You know, there was a time when I enjoyed reading the Bible. But man, I ain't got time for that business no more. If you find yourself lacking in that way, then I want you to know today that Jesus stands ready, willing, and perfectly able to get you back on the right path and to re-envelop that repetitive pleasure of loving and living the Word of God. Friend, you are here today for a reason. I didn't call anybody here this morning and say, you better be here. I'm calling the police if y'all ain't here. Now, I wanted to say that sometimes. I? (laughs) I didn't have to do no arm twisting. You came of your own accord because the Lord God Almighty led you to come and to worship him and to honor his son. So you're here today for a reason. Are you a faithful follower of Jesus Christ? Are you an active member of his church? Or are you a little off the path? Maybe you're a little out of the book. Maybe you're just not seeing any success in your Christian life. Jesus is here today and you're here today to put a period at the end of that sentence and start you a brand new paragraph. One that is on the right path. One that does have this kind of pleasure for the word of God. And he stands ready to help you to take whatever steps are necessary to get your life Back on track. He stands ready to make your life as successful as it can be, as it should be, and as successful as God Almighty wants it to be. Now, I don't know the details of your life. Like I said in beginning this message, Sometimes the evidence of successful believers is more internal than it is external. I mean, I see you in church every Sunday, and I guess that's a good start. But what about Monday through Saturday? What about that internal evidence? Are you a successful believer? Are you on the right path? Do you have a repetitive pleasure of God's Word? Are you enjoying real prosperity? And I ain't talking about worldly prosperity. I'm talking about real prosperity. If so, Jesus stands ready to help you with your new decision today to get back where you need to be. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for this wonderful day and ask you in the high and holy name of your son Jesus Christ to help us make the decisions today that will bring honor to you, that will be pleasing to your name, that will help us to get on the right path, that will give us a new love to have affection and to live the word of God. Lord, we're not satisfied with the prosperity the world gives. No, we want real prosperity, that prosperity that only comes from the hand of God. So, Lord, as each person examines his heart and her heart today, as they examine their thoughts, Lord, you bring the conviction where it needs to be. Lord, if there's a decision they need to make this morning, Lord, don't let them hesitate another day. Lord, help them to have the courage to take one step out and five or ten steps forward and allow me or other brothers and sisters to pray with them and to help them get where you want them to be. Father, thank you for wanting us to be successful. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen. Let's all stand and sing just as I am.